Hey family, did we just survive a whole year of a global crisis? Wow, um, so many moments of silence I've had to take just to reflect on the journey of 2020 and the losses we have had to count, the anxiety that was overcame, that threatened to take us out. And yet through all of it, we're here and it's been so real. But in all the negative, there's always some good too. And I hope with that being said, um, I can welcome you to the first episode of the year. 2021 cannot take us out. And we really are feeling positive about this one. At least I am. And I hope you are too. So this week, we open on a really exciting tip where we get the chance to speak to a young, beautiful lady by the name Aisha. She's attracted many attention because of her opening talks and on YouTube and her page that inspires so many people so instead of me going on and on and on about something I can't just do so much justice to I'm going to try and let her explain for herself just what she's really all about and um, how she's managed to conquer to the point where she's at now hello Aisha Hi, how are you, everybody? Okay. How are you doing? I am blessed. Thank you. It so is such you. an honor to be a part of this conversation today. It's an honor to have you on the Talk Hub, Aisha. Kindly introduce yourself. How are you? What are you, what are you about? Where are you from? And how did we end up here? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so my name is Aisha Mai, for those who do not know me. I am a self-care and mental wellness influencer slash content creator. So I got into this line of work. I don't like to look at it as work because it's something I'm actually very passionate about. But I got into this um, line of work because of the trials that life threw at me Um, at such a young age I went through a lot of violence and abuse that took life out of me like physically mentally and emotionally I was done for I just did not know where to start from to pick myself back up I felt like I just gave my whole life away and I got nothing back And so the self-esteem I had went from confidence to severely low, like just like that. And so when I stepped out of um, the life situations that I was going through, I decided that I was going to rebuild myself and that I was going to take better care of myself physically, um, emotionally and mentally. And when I got out of that situation, I also vowed to make sure that I would extend the help to somebody else that needs it. Because there's so many of us that are bleeding and crying out in silence with no one there to comfort us, to listen, to hear us out, you know? So this is why I got into this, so that I can share some tips and remedies on how you can take better care of yourself and also just mentally be aware of your surroundings and who you are. Wow, um, that, that, that was deep. Okay, so um, thank you so much for joining this first episode of the year. It's uh, like the seventh episode, but like I keep emphasizing on the first episode of the year because it, it has so much meaning on and, and, and it's going to set the tone on how right. whoever listens is going to lead the rest of the year. Okay, right. It's an honor to have you on board. And you've already started being powerful and profound. And I'm like, okay, I like that. Um, you mentioned, <laughs> you yeah. mentioned that you had to decide to pick yourself up. That's, that's so deep because it starts with a decision, like I always say. Right. So We've all had times where, uh, today we're talking about healing, right? And um, I know that we all have had times where we either tell somebody 
that we meet or you can tell a person they need to heal. Sometimes mm-hmm. we are even told or we even know that we need to heal, you know. Mm-hmm. And this occurs at times that somehow a wound that we carry internally would have oozed its way to bleed on those that didn't cut us. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can relate. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. we always hear that if you don't heal, you're going to bleed on people that didn't cut you. And um, today we look into this with a little more depth. Um, the what, the how, and the why. There's a lot to uncover and we can never really have all the answers, but growth mm-hmm. can start with self-awareness, right? That's right. So on moving around with the wounds, um, I think I sent you something earlier uh, that talked about how we're looking at each other, walking around in iron clothes, neat hair, but right. the real turmoil kind of exists inside. So yep. no matter how much of a facade you're going to move around with, we somehow have led ourselves to believe that um, if we worked towards being a certain personality, like if you looked better, if you eat healthier, if you prayed better, if you worked out and became a good citizen, the quality mm-hmm. of your life will improve. Mm-hmm. And it certainly would. I mean, those things are mandatory to daily life. But That's I think true the most crucial aspect starts from within and that part is so neglected so let's talk about some of the the wounds that we go around carrying that have influenced us to be bitter people and nice people um sometimes you come across a a person who you judge as this girl she's she's a little loose with men but you don't mm-hmm. realize that her inner child was wounded by a father's absence. You know? Right. Um, or you find out um, this this adult is just angry. She's, she's right. mad at everyone. But it's that inner child that she's carried that has been wounded from unkind words everywhere. How can we... What are that's, your thoughts on that? That's true. So, um, I mean... Let me start with the if you don't heal, you will bleed on people that did not cut you. When you say that, it like, you know, it just like triggered something that I wanted to just share. So this particular statement Mm. is actually very true. It's so true. It is. And what it really comes down to that I have noticed is it's all about you focusing and understanding the root of your pain. And what I mean by this is I'm going to give you a more realistic example that people can relate to. Take Mm. your laptop, for example. Your laptop has a battery in it. And in order for it to function, it needs that battery, right? Mm -hmm. So um, when when you remove that battery, everything else about your laptop becomes dysfunctional you can't you can't use that laptop without the battery some people have have traveled with bad with laptops that they say okay you need to plug it in my battery doesn't work so it constantly has to be plugged in so what i mean by focus and understand the root of your pain is when you look at this laptop you are focusing and understanding that this laptop needs the battery to function Mm-hmm. But when you remove that battery, it's not going to function. That's the same way you want to look at your pain. When you dig to the root of your pain and you uproot the root, then you have tackled the bigger piece and you can now move without moving in circles. You cannot move on with life. But if mm-hmm. you plug it in temporarily, saying that, you know what, just put it in there temporarily. I'm going to fix this battery later or whatever it is. You're going to continue caring. You go from a point where it's a minor issue to crisis. Mm, And when you get to the point where you're now in crisis, it's going to be hard for you to contain the pain. Now you're going to be bleeding on everyone around you. I Mm. must go on to add though that and it's not every it's not everything in life or every pain in life 
that we heal from, that we completely can say we have healed from. For example, mm-hmm. things like traumas, um, abuse, rape, and stuff like that. Those are things that we don't necessarily say we have completely healed from, but these are things that we learn to live with. Mm. So I'm not going to, you know, jump the gun and go into this, but it's just something that I wanted to like let people know that when it comes to healing, it's okay for things like traumas and abuse. It's okay for you to feel like those things are not healing because initially they're not things that will completely go away, but they're things that you just want to learn to live with. So you want to make sure that you don't let your pain define you mm-hmm. and you want to take control of your life. So you want to live as a hero as the hero or heroine of your life and not the victim of your life. That way you will stop bleeding on people that didn't actually cut you. Wow. Um, that's something worth taking down. You want to live as the hero or heroine of your life instead of a victim. I think that I can apply. I can, I can actually learn to apply into my life from here on because um, talking of what you said, like your experience earlier, I think this mm-hmm. is something that everybody, everybody who's human can relate to um, right. walking around. So totally walking around like with a certain kind of pain that you just nurture and you've just decided it's it's like a child that just moves mm-hmm. around with you and goes with you everywhere. I, I right. remember, I, remember I, I know for a fact there are things that I've been an introspection about in terms of some areas of my life that mm-hmm. keep continuously, that have a continuous pattern. And it's yeah. starting to worry me. Like, And, and then I, I identified that when you mentioned it, could be, it comes from a small issue straight mm-hmm. into a crisis. Right. And I was like, whoa, the last thing I want to have is a crisis. And yet... I think I have a crisis at hand with that particular issue because because, um, it occurs the same way. And because I never took the time to heal or Mm -hmm. it never occurred to me that I needed to heal from the core of that matter, of that particular matter, you keep meeting the same incident with different people. Right. So that, that's it's like you just you just haven't gone to the to the root. You, you didn't go to the root to uproot the root. Exactly. And and you know, Aisha, it takes so much to actually realize that okay, there is a problem here. I need right. to uproot the root. And then now trying to figure out what the root is, you have to go back and uncover. It's like unpacking a bag choosing right. what you need to pack again and what needs to stay it's like moving right. around with mm-hmm. so much cluster so at what point how do you realize like at what when you start the process of trying to heal right mm-hmm. okay before we get into the process of trying to heal what are some of the wounds that we carry firstly and and how do you identify a wounded person how does it then because these things have an ugly way of coming out. Of no revealing much, themselves. Yeah. <laughs> of revealing right. themselves. Like, I actually have baggage. Like, how do you, you know? So, like, some of the wounds that I find we carry, uh, and I'm talking mostly from, like, personal experiences and some that I've seen mm-hmm. around in society. Yeah. Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear, yeah. Perfect. So yeah, so like when I when I when when I look at the things that people carry, it's like there are things like number one, abuse. Mm. Abuse as and it comes in two parts, this abuse. So this abuse thing could be you were abused, you were the victim of the abuse, like you mm. were in that um relationship that was abusive or you were you grew up in an environment that was abusive, right? Mm-hmm. So um, it's like either you were the victim of the abuse or the second part is you witnessed the abuse. 
So it could be something that happened between your parents and you grew up with it as a child, you know? So these are some, some, some wounds that we carry. And another wound that people carry is rape. That is yeah. self-explanatory. Like you were raped before and now the trauma of that rape is just not leaving you. And then another thing could be like lack of affection, could be rejection, could be bullying as you were growing up, could be abandonment. So like this can be something from childhood. Your parents may have always rejected you or may have abandoned you at birth. Like there's so many things and all these things tend to now lead to us living a life of fear, resentment, an envious life, grieving life, uh, self-esteem issues. And self-esteem issues are a big one. They're really like a big wound that most of us do actually carry. Like you say, the facades of makeup, clothing, this and that. Yeah. Like when we actually, if, if, if we were to use the God's eye, what I mean by God's eye is God sees mm-hmm. everything. He sees past yeah. your makeup. He sees past mm-hmm. your clothing. He sees past your personality. He sees your soul. So if we were to use the God eye to see these things, you would realize that there are a lot of people that are moving around in fear, in resentment. They have like insecurities. Yeah, yeah, insecurities. Mm. And this will surprise you. But these are some of the wounds that I have noticed personally that most of us tend to carry. And you are asking me, how do you identify some of these wounds? Mm. Um, you know, I would, I would say when, when, as we grow older, we clearly tend to ignore and shut down our inner child or the kid mm. in us. So when, when you, when you um, connect with your inner child, you tend to now access information about unhealed wounds. And this may be things that you decided to accept because you didn't know how to deal with them. You were either too young to understand them or you just accepted them because you thought it was the right thing to do. So it, it's very important for you to maybe like, you know, just um, disconnect from the world, get away from all the noise and distraction and just sit down and think about the conversations that hurt you. Think about the actions that destroyed you. Think about um, the things you witnessed maybe that just, mm. you know, took out, took away that life from you that took away the vulnerability the innocence yeah yeah that just took everything from you you want to sit down and think about it and as an exercise I would say as you're thinking about it write it Mm -hmm. down you know and Mm -hmm. because what's happening is when you write it down you tend to now be able to identify the wounds that you're carrying okay it's no longer just a thought that you're thinking and then you're shutting down It's now Mm. something that you're thinking and you're writing down for you to remember it and actually notice that, okay, wait, this is actually a problem. Mm. Something that's not a problem is not something you you, you will remember. It only becomes a problem when you actually remember it. So by writing it down, you're like letting yourself know that, hey, sis, hey, bro, this is actually an issue. And we need to fix it. Hmm. That's deep. Um, so now that you've said, right, I, I, I like what you said about how it's necessary to shut the world out. And, and much as we, of course, it's never really about people because when you're on a journey, you need to, much as we all need to love one another as we're commanded to, Mm-hmm. Um, it's also important to take care of yourself. Now, contrary to that, I think um, pop culture or society, let me just 
just to make it easier. Um, Society has this belief that when you're a person who takes time to shut down, to block the noises, you've got issues. And yet we don't Mm. realize that we all have issues. You will find people... Yeah, the only the 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 reason why we are forced to bury our issues under the carpet and move on with wounds as if nothing ever happened is because, <laughs> I mean, we've all been told get over it. You right. know what I mean? Right. You hold on to things too. You know, you're too sensitive. You're too this. You're too mm-hmm. that. Uh, we 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 constantly hammer unkind words to each other as people so right of course we move around with fear of 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 the unknown one and fear of putting yourself out there fear of actually saying okay you know what i am wounded i need to lick my wounds so you have maybe you you let your family know but they just look at you and feel like you know what um I think you worry too much. And yet, Uh you know, it's not about worrying too much. I'm the one carrying this. I'm the one having sleepless nights. I'm the one who was wounded. And this is affecting my life. And you've already already mentioned where the healing process begins, like writing it down, taking it seriously as much as you take your workout routine seriously. Right. You know, know, like it's, when you're actually saying like um beginning the healing process mm-hmm. it like just to add on to what you were saying it is actually very important like i get it that society would label you as too sensitive too mm-hmm. emotional to this to that but you only begin your healing process when you start to feel and in True. order for you to feel it is very important for you to shut everything else down because what society will do to you is society will give you temporary, um, it will, it will put on the temporary pressure to just suppress the pain. So mm-hmm. things like alcohol, drugs, and that's when yeah. you see, you know, you find yourself drinking more or like now you're getting introduced to drugs and you don't care because you're just trying to fit into this society or what the society is expecting from you. So if people, it's more like you also understanding that if people cannot accept you the way you come and the way you are, then maybe the, 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 your, your social group just has to change. That's where you're hanging out has to change. You probably have to drop some people and leave them behind because to be honest, um, no one else has the right to define how you heal. Or your healing process. And if shutting down is the way you heal and recover, then do it. Because at the end of the day, what's important is doing what's good for you. It's doing what you know will get you from pain Mm. to happiness. And not from pain to temporary happiness to misery. Or like we were saying, you don't want to go from minor to crisis. So you want to make sure that if if the if the world is stopping you from realizing understanding and processing your healing then you need to shut it down you need to shut it down and focus on what is good for you and because we are constantly living for the society or for the world we that's that's how you now see that the suicide rates are increasing because yeah. all these people have no one to talk to. They've been living for society for the society for so long. The same that... people you're trying to please exactly. are the same people that are uh, hurting you more and more. Exactly. And they don't even care. Yeah. You see? So like if we leave for like if we leave for the world and we allow the condemnation of the world to consume us, we are not gonna go anywhere as people. Sure. So it is it is actually very important that we learn to feel it. Feeling is is really just where it's at. Wow. You're the first person in this life that I've heard saying feeling is where it's at because um we tend to undermine feelings 
we tend to, um, we're told over and over sometimes that you feel too much. I mean, I've had people tell me that and, um, you know, as if, so the world makes it seem like being hard, being tough, being being insensitive is a good thing. Mm. And the moment you become a person who feels, who's in touch with your feelings and emotions, you become mm-hmm. the weaker person. That's right. That's true. You know what I, mean? I mean, I have personally had situations where um, I may be emotional and then I try and bring it up with like a friend or something and then they're like, ah, now you're just becoming too sensitive and you're now just becoming weak. And just and the thing is, I'm the type of person that when you say certain things, or trust, mm. I'm not going to come back to you again and try and confide in you. Already yeah. you've shown me that how I feel and mm. me seeking that listening ear from you is not going to happen. And how I feel is not important to you. So why should I keep wasting my time coming to you? And the thing mm-hmm. is, the people the people who, who do this, who tell you, okay, you know what, now you're getting oil in your fuels. I'm not all about that. Not right now. Positive vibes only. This, this, that. You know? Imagine. It's like, <laughs> these are the same people that will now start throwing stones at you and calling you, oh, so now you're hiding in your space. Now you don't want to hang out. Now you don't want to do this. See, when I needed you the most, you were not there. And if you're the kind of person that we can only, you know, talk when it comes to just the cool, fun stuff, but when it comes Mm. to real life, I cannot converse with you, then maybe we have just come to a point where we have outgrown each other and I need to leave you behind and I need to move forward. So it's not like I'm shutting you down because I don't love you anymore. But it's because I have just come to terms with knowing that your priorities and where my priorities are or Mm, how you view me and how I view you is different. And it's okay for us to be different. But it doesn't mean that we are on the same journey of life. It means that we met, we met, we fulfilled what we met for, but maybe this is where we part ways, you know? Wow. So it's, yeah. It's it's actually good now that you mentioned, right? Because you will find a lot of people who actually don't understand and will tell you, ah, you're all up in your fields. I'm not about that. It, mm-hmm. it firstly, it, it wasn't even about them. It was about listening to me. Right. And, and realizing that, people don't resonate with you I think also comes out of the healing process once you Mm -hmm. start healing once because the moment you decide to heal you've stepped onto being to experiencing your higher self that's true you know what I mean and in your Mm -hmm. higher self you're going to realize that some of the magnets some of the people that you attracted were the wounded you attracting that person that's true you get what I'm saying and because Mm -hmm. you are now stepping into a higher frequency those people don't fit into there anymore that's true there are certain people that require you to stay on one level for you to resonate with them and it's okay to move on like that's true we have to move and moving is part of healing sorry you were about to say something I was gonna say um there's another thing that we we tend to also sh- ignore as human beings. We we tend to feel that the friends we pick or the friends we have chosen to be a part of our lives are perfect. But sometimes we forget or we do not see or we ignore the signs of them being toxic on us as well. Mm. Talk, uh, like it's not just in relationships where you meet toxic people. Like a friendship is a relationship. And I feel like that's one thing that most people don't get. So when when we talk about relationships, we're not just talking about the intimate ones. We're not just talking about the family ones. We're also talking about the friendships. And True. and if, if your friends, if your friends are being toxic to you, 
and they're worsening your wounds because so many a times i'm not gonna lie to you so many a times we take in so much crap from our friends in the name sure. of we are friends yeah. you know but what they're actually doing is abusing us and friends can mm. be abusive they can use you mm. i i lived life for so long in the name of we are friends exactly but then after after we 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 take a step back and i like look on the inside i'm like wait 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 hold up hold up mm. this was actually a toxic friendship like what were yeah. we feeding each other mm. you know like you start realizing how you were toxic to each other and you're like okay you know what that's when i started realizing that i think we don't if we start if we started treating our friendships as we treat our intimate relationships mm. you would see a lot more and you would realize how much you can actually outgrow certain people in your life and it's okay it's really okay to outgrow people it it really is like um um one of my family members always says something that i always sit back and think about like whoever you let in your life you're giving power over you subconsciously mm-hmm. you're giving mm-hmm. them the power to minister to you like that's um, right now that around me is the little girls who are growing up i look and i think oh my god okay i never say anything to them that i would have not i look back and wish people didn't say to me when i was younger mm-hmm. i don't i don't want to hear my niece saying i can't do something i don't want to feed her with those thoughts that she can't do anything and when mm-hmm. i hear her when i hear her speaking down i quickly nip it in the bud because where mm-hmm. we came from was a generation of parents who unfortunately in some cases didn't know any better that's you true I mean? that is true and and with the friendships we pick now you pick a friend their thoughts towards you are a way of ministering into your life that's the true the words they speak about you in your absence are a way of ministering in your life the words they speak to you so until you meet up with people that resonate with who you are trying to be and your mm-hmm. experiences and where you're headed in life and who are supportive of that i'd say don't settle for anything less that is true you know you actually like when you pointed out the whole parents thing like our parents not knowing better mm. it just like um it just made me think of how if if you're an african child mm. you'd yeah. probably like understand this a lot more but like african parents have this mentality of do this do that do this do that and that's yeah, it true. there is no other way it's either this way or no, no way. other way yeah you know so um and growing up in such an environment is actually quite bad and i think most african kids have gone through this firstly we grow up being compared to our friends or being compared to the neighbor's kid exactly. or to your parents yeah. kid or oh, you, your your friend got an a how come you got a b <laughs> blah 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 you know mm. stuff like that and and that's the kind of negativity that we grow up thinking that it's okay that now when when we are older as we grow older and we hear someone complaining about something instead of us just listening encouraging and supporting them and caring for them we are quick to judge on how it's irrelevant or it's relevant true it might be irrelevant to me according to my standards but to that person it's very relevant and because it is and clearly is important to them what i'm supposed to do is support them but we grew up in families in african families where if i'm sick the first thing is you don't want to go to school but i'm actually sick mm. all i need is for you to care for me mom dad all i need is for you to support me and be here for me and, you know and, and sometimes there were moments where maybe a teacher would come and report something about you and mm-hmm. without even hearing your side of the story you're wrong 
That's true. You see? So it's like, it's, it's, and, and this is where I also have another, I would say the parents are partial to blame mm-hmm. because, um, they're partially to blame because what happens is they instilled fear in us mm-hmm. to not be able to voice out when wrong is done to us. Yeah. That's we true. started thinking that it's right. So you find that there's so many people out there. Like I'll give you my example of the domestic violence. Mm-hmm. It's scary to voice it out because you grew up being told that there are certain things that you can you cannot share. True. You know, it, it takes away from your image. It makes you look bad if you share it, if you do this, if you do that. Then how am I going to be saved? How am I going to be rescued if I cannot voice it out? Hence, we move around with wounds. and it, Exactly. It takes- and, and why we wear the makeup and smile every day. Because I've been told that if I share about my abuse, if I share about... Um, the person who raped me, if I share about that abandonment at birth, I'm, I'm, I'm taking away from my image. Like society is going to look at me and they're going to make fun of me or my standards and respect will just reduce. And so we, 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 we just move around like that with all this dead weight on us. That's true. Saying, you know what, I'm just going to claim my baggage and move along with it and check it in at the next airport. Exactly. You know? And it and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and oh, yeah. until you can't carry it anymore. And we are bitter, we are being nasty to each other. Mm-hmm. I always say, you know, if you meet an angry person, they're probably just carrying a lot, dealing with a lot. And and, yeah. and it's it's where kindness comes in. So I that's was, true. I was also gonna ask, like, is it when when somebody is wounded and you can tell? I mean, it's one thing realizing your own wounds and that you need to work on them. But what happens when somebody close to you is clearly wounded and in denial? is it okay for us to go around calling out our friends on how they need to heal or we need to apply this whole let the man without sin cast the first stone principle? How do you, how do you reach out to a friend who isn't realizing or isn't fully accepting that they need to heal? You know, this is, this is like a very difficult one to be Mm. honest. Mm. Um, I would I would want to believe that it's not our duty to go around calling out people or trying to save them. However, I feel like it is our duty to stand by them, support them, encourage them, listen to them. And that listening part is very important because I've noticed something about people that are hard-headed. Mm. They already have the answers and they know what they're supposed to do. But what they just need is for someone to listen. And when I say someone to listen, it's not just listen to listen, but actually listen to understand where they're coming from, listen to understand their pain, listen to understand what they're saying, you know? And even when it may sound like they already have the answers, they just want to know that you care enough to be there. Mm -hmm. So I feel like... To, to just to just be in the safe in everything you do, just always be kind. And in that kindness is where you're standing by someone, supporting someone, being there for them. The same way and you want them to, to be kind. To, to be you. there for you, yes. Yeah. And I know, like, I'm not going to lie to you. I've heard people say, hey, call me out on it. Call me out on it. Call me out on it. But the same people that cry out to call me out on it, when you finally call out on them, mm. they don't take it lightly. It's just something that I guess it's okay for you to say when you're feeling all positive and you're all hyped and stuff. But when, you, when you're down or like rock bottom or you're feeling down or all this negativity is being thrown at you, mm. um, 
the last thing you want is for someone to call out on you. But do you think it's ever easy to be called out or it's it's the timing? It could. It's, it's, it's definitely never easy. I'll tell you that. It's definitely mm-hmm. never easy. Timing is very important. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying that as you're listening and standing by this person, do not share your point of view or do not give your advice. There is a loving way you can do it. It's just that I feel like where people go wrong with this calling out on each other is um, we tend to just want to be brutally honest with people. Mm -hmm. And we don't, we are not, we don't like think about how it's going to affect them. We don't think about what we are saying. We just say it. But this is why it's important for you to listen to understand because when you listen to understand, you sort of understand where this person is, the mindset they're in, how are they feeling emotionally? Mm -hmm. Are they emotionally stable? Are they unstable? What type of date they have? Exactly. So Because Mm -hmm. what you're going to say to them at this point, even if it's the best advice in the world, it could either make them or break them. Yeah, you're so right. Wow. Okay. But then like you also, I I want to go back to what you said earlier, that there's a certain type of pain that doesn't necessarily define you, but it becomes a part of you that you, you deal with each and every day. Mm -hmm. Now to add on that, we all need saving. I think um, if we were perfect, then we wouldn't be us. That's true. That is true. The fact that we bear scars and we carry scars just defines a point in our lives whereby God then steps in. That's true. It's never really by our own power. Mm -hmm. Let's not lie. So the fact that we all need saving, right? Does it Mm -hmm. ever, does the healing process ever end or healing will require that we from the moment we decide to heal you mentioned earlier when we first started um this episode that you had to decide you got to a point of being so broken luckily Mm -hmm. i say luckily because i always think that for example when you decide to renovate a house yeah um it has to be broken down first in order yeah. for it to become the mansion that you had in mind. So right. lucky for you, lucky for you, you realized it, you got out of it and you birthed, you birthed this focused young lady who is in touch and in control with herself and helping others now. So mm-hmm. um, from the moment you decided, decided being the keyword to heal, did that mean that your lifestyle had to change? So here's, here's what I'm just going to share. Um, life is a journey. And in that journey, we're going to be faced with challenges one way or another. And I believe that every challenge that is thrown towards us mm-hmm. either births something or it reveals something. And change is a part of this journey called life. So it change is inevitable. It is going to happen. Regardless, mm-hmm. it will happen. Because as you discover the things that you need to heal in your life, it means that there's something that you have to change in order for that healing to take place. Sure. So it could be you changing your attitude of victimizing yourself into being an attitude of power. It's you changing your story of being abandoned at birth to a story of being a phenomenal being. Hmm. It's you deciding that, okay, I was raped at 15, but the 30-year-old me is owning up my story like a heroine because I fought through that. Yeah. I survived it and I'm here today, you know? So like I say, change is inevitable. When you decide to heal, 
there are definite things that you're going to have to leave behind. And at the same time, there are lessons that you carry and mm. you leave on with that teach you something. And in some cases, there are truths and traumas that you just have to learn to live with. Okay, Aisha, but I, I want to quickly ask something. Mm-hmm. Um, is healing something that we can do by ourselves? Or we always need help? I feel, I feel like you need both. You need to be able to do it on your own. At the mm. same time, you need to know when to ask for help. So it starts so with you, basically. It pretty much starts with you. Personally, for me, what I did in my journey of healing, I fought on my own first. I had to decide that, okay, you know what? I need to leave this behind. But first things first, like I said, you have to feel it. So I went through all the emotions. I let all the emotions in. I let myself feel it all. I cried every night. I yelled. I screamed. I did everything possible on this earth to feel every single emotion and then after i felt everything i now had to tell myself that okay the grieving process is over over. it's now time to get up it's now time for me to go to war and take back what was taken from me so i had to get up and take back my physical self and take back my mental self and take back my emotional self and then when I got to a point where I was like, okay, now I'm standing. Because you start from the floor, right? You're lying down. You get yeah. to the crawling and now you're standing. I'm like, okay, mm. so now I'm standing. I need to learn how to walk again. Mm. And that's when I went for therapy. I went for therapy mostly because I need, I actually needed professional help. The state I was in was mm. no state for a friend. It was the state of I need professional help. And I had mm-hmm. to come to terms with myself and admit to myself that, okay, you know what? You actually do need professional help. So Mm -hmm. I started going for therapy and what therapy was doing for me. And the thing with therapy, you also have to be very careful here because that's why I was saying you also need yourself. You strongly need yourself because the thing with therapy is there are chances that you will come out victorious. There are chances that you will remain the same and there are chances that you will leave worse. Mm. So this this is all dependent on how, how, how much do you want to succeed? How much do you want to come out of it? And mm-hmm. at this point, it also goes with how much work are you willing to put into it? Because it's not just about going to sit there and talking to somebody. It's also about putting in the work and the exercises that they're going to give you yeah, to fulfill yeah. and to achieve and to complete. And so your daily doing this on your own your therapist is not going to be there with you 24 7 babysitting you they're only going to be there with you for an hour so what are you going to do for the other 23 hours of the day this is where you now have to be strong and say i have to heal on my own because 23 hours of the day is all you and an hour is somebody else wow you know now that you say that um you, you mostly need yourself. If, if you're not fully invested in healing and in being a better person, nobody else is going to do it for you. Really nobody. And to be honest, in as much as people can be there for you, it's all your choice. They can't you impose this work. on you. They can't force yeah. it on you. It's mm. all you. You know? So, Yeah. Wow, that's that's also something to think about. And like I, I would definitely jot that down on my daily notes and just always remember that it is you. It starts with you. Yes, it definitely okay, so, starts with you. So I'll, um, I'd also like to ask, right, um, mm-hmm. is being wounded something we can avoid as individuals because you did mention that um when we when we spoke about the type of wounds that we go through or that mm-hmm. we carry um, right we, we you talked about rape you talked about physical verbal abuse bullying you know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just the things that some of the people you call your friends <coughs> say to you or do to you you mm-hmm. know what i mean so right. um we never really get to choose or see these things coming. No. Right. And 
is is being wounded something we can avoid as individuals also looking at the fact that you said it all starts with the feels it -hmm. all starts with feelings when you are a person who feels feeling is a part of allowing yourself to be vulnerable right Right. So um, is being wounded something that we can avoid? Is it something that we should avoid? Or is it something that we should open ourselves up to to say, you know what? It's part of life. This, you know, I, I actually, like at first I used to think that it's possible to live life without pain. Mm. But to a certain extent, there's always going to be pain. Think about it like this. Um, what's it called? Um, we 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 lose people in our lives. Either that way. is a that is a wound on its own, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's not a wound you can escape. So you might not have gone through abuse, rape, or any of those other things that I mentioned, but maybe you just lost a loved one, and it hurt you so much that it's left a scar in your heart that you carry constantly. It is something that you could not avoid. And it so happens that it is a part of life. The only thing I can say is, I guess we can control Mm -hmm. the extent to which the pain we feel hurts us or consumes us. So you can decide that, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let this hurt me now. But a week from now, I don't want to be in the same place. Yeah, that is the choice true. that you have made. That a week from now, I don't want to be where I am right now. I'm going to let this happen right now. But five days from today, mm-mm, yeah, I have to be somewhere I, else. Like like you mentioned how you... I mean, that was, that was very mature. That was very... Um, I don't want to use the word profound because I think I use it a lot. <laughs> I think that was very bold, if not, um, I just don't have a word for it. Where you said you came to a point of where you accepted that I'm going to grieve. Mm-hmm. And you also realized that, you know what, I'm going to stop grieving now and start crawling. That that is something that a lot of people don't have enough wisdom to, right. to, 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 to break down. When right. we are hit, when we are hit, like I'll take you, I'll take, uh, for example, a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. I went through this breakup, right? And mm-hmm. I was young and I was stupid about it, but the circumstances were also really bad. And mm-hmm. when I look back, I refer to it many times in my life because I think um, that I never want something to give, to take so much of my power ever again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it took me so long, so long to just get over one season, which I should have been wise enough to know that this is the grieving season. This is mm. the season where I stop crying and start mm-hmm. dealing with the reality. Instead, right. you know, you I prolonged the grieving season for so long. And before you know it, you're over it, but you're still just holding on to the fact that this person hurt you. And it's right. become your reality. It's become your song. I mean, it's it's so important to realize what time it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That that okay. is that is very true. That is very very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean the I'm 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 all for you know grief for as long as you need, um because um I worry for people that quickly pick themselves up and go on to the next. Mm-hmm. The reason being when you do something like that, when it finally hits you that you need to break down. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to start from the beginning again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas if you that if, hurts as much as going back. Exactly. 
Like mm-hmm. you, 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 you went from, let's say a baby, for example, you know how a baby starts by sitting before they crawl, before they yeah. start standing, holding on to things, before they start standing without holding on to things, walking or running. Most mm-hmm. people go from the sitting position to the running. True. And they forget all the steps in between, which is, which are the most important parts. Like those are the most crucial parts of your healing. You can't go from A to Z. You have to start from A and go on to B and go on to C. And Mm -hmm. in all these different stages, they're going to be different feelings. And it's very important for you to experience every single season. Oh, true. Otherwise, if you don't, then it comes back. That's just yeah. how life is. If you don't it really does it, come back. And it, repeats it really does come back. Over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's like you just keep going in cycles yeah. over and over. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's unfortunate that some people's way of healing is from seeding to running. Mm. But I wish more people could not skip stages, in the stages in between, because they're very, very important. Wow. So to wrap up, Aisha, um, what's your take on how, how best do we describe the freedom that comes with healing? Um, coming from you as somebody who's opened up about her experience and your process in healing, what was the aha moment? Like, I am finally able to go out there and be this person that can speak <coughs> people and, and what 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 is the kind of what, what's the feeling that describes what, what how can you describe the the freedom that comes with making that decision to say I want to be okay you know what the feeling is is empowering I'm not gonna lie mm-hmm. to you it's mm-hmm. a feeling of empowerment I felt unstoppable. I felt unshakable. I just felt like, you know, I was complete again. I just felt whole. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the thing wait, the thing that will make you realize that you are, you are healed is mm-hmm. when you look at what hurt you and it doesn't affect you anymore. It's not insignificant. It's... It's there, you remember it, but it doesn't affect you anymore. It doesn't, it doesn't change your day. It doesn't change your mood. It doesn't change your season. It doesn't change what you're doing. And it's not going to change how you're going to eat today, what time you're going to sleep or whatever. Like, it, it just doesn't shake you anymore. That's when you finally can say, okay, you know what? I am healed. I think um, that... That's true. But I also think that to to define like permanent, of which we've already established that there's no such thing as permanent healing because once something has been a wound, there will be triggers. Yeah. Do you get what? Now you need mm-hmm. to figure out how to live your life without triggering, um, without like, you know, collecting things or people who trigger you to feel the certain pain that you felt before right right felt, yeah from whatever pain you felt you know the kind of people to avoid you know the kind of places to avoid mm-hmm. because the moment you find yourself there again you are now being a person who doesn't learn and you don't right. want to be that person and and sometimes speaking because we're more interested in in a healing that lasts longer sometimes mm-hmm. yeah you don't the way that something used to hurt you doesn't hurt you anymore but it stopped it 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 also stops being a repetitive process do you get what i yeah. mean yeah mhm i think most wounds lie in what is repeating what the in the patterns like the patterns in your life that is very true and i wanted to actually add on to that and say that we also have to be mindful of the power of the mind mm-hmm. uh the power of the mind is so strong it's where mm-hmm. everything happens 
and the mind has the power to create something that's not even real into reality Mm. and because of this when you are triggered another way for you to to um conquer the triggers is by each time you feel the trigger coming yeah maybe quickly think about what is it making you feel how is it making you react how is it like what's the reaction that's coming from that trigger how is mm. that making you feel and immediately try and counter it with a positive affirmation or like something positive about that particular situation you know so maybe maybe someone maybe you're watching a movie and then you notice that it's an abusive movie for me that's mm-hmm. a personal trigger because mm-hmm. i have been there but immediately i start thinking about where i am now hey i'm alive imagine if i stayed maybe i would be dead you know mm-hmm. so like it's all those things like let your mind start thinking more of the positive things as opposed to the negative thing like i conquered that you yes. need to give yourself credit for give yourself you credit from. for where yeah. you are you know and mm-hmm. it's it's something that usually when you're broken you tend to forget that hey you actually fought quite a battle yeah yeah um yeah. i always like to throw in um a word and i always tell people that you know what the enemy is the accuser and mm-hmm. there's absolutely no condemnation in Christ. Yep. Absolutely none. And it's a place of, like I always then um, conclude that there's a place of peace that you can find within, but you need to reach out and ask for it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because there's That's a certain true. peace that you cannot get from the world. That's true. You, you get what I'm saying? So um, yeah. thank you so much, Aisha. Like everything you said has been like, wow, so important. Oh, thank you so, so much for having me. A very powerful conversation. And I really do hope that to everybody who's, listened and who's still going to listen uh, I really do hope that you take some time to we weren't really attacking you ironing your clothes or wearing makeup it's just <laughs> in the end in the end we're talking about facades we're talking about that garment that you mentally put on to make it seem as if you're okay but if you're not okay hey it's really fine we are We're just trying journey. to simply say it's okay to not be okay. Exactly. And, <laughs> and that healing is a process. I have things I need to heal from. I just picked it up from this conversation right now. Right. And, and I need to put in the work. It's not going to be anyone else but me. And that's fine. So thank you so much, Aisha. Please tell, um, please do mention, where can we find more of you? Where can we, you know, um, if anyone's listening and they feel like, wow, I want to follow her. What's coming? Like, what do you have in store? It's 2021 now. Oh my gosh. Like 2021, I'm actually so excited for this year. I have so much planned to do Mm -hmm. with self-care and mental wellness. So make sure you follow me on my Instagram page. It's Aisha Mai, or you can look for Get Real Talk. That's G-E-T-R-E-A-L-T-O-K. And you can also find me on YouTube under the same name. I'm going to be dealing with um, gifting the inner child. I know today we touched a bit on the inner child healing, Yay, yeah. but I'm actually going to be working on an episode where we are just going to be gifting our inner child because we need to, we need to gift that inner child. And um, um, I'm also working on a lot of self-care challenges wow that I'm going to be posting on Instagram mental wellness challenges as well. So honestly, follow me there and you, you'll find it all for yourselves. You really will. And I hope that as you follow me, we'll continue to uh, 
uh, help each other grow. I mean, every single one of my followers teaches me something every day. So uh, I'm not on. I'm not the only one doing the giving here. I feel like I'm constantly receiving too. Wow. So um, this it's 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 just an amazing group of people. And it would be an honor to have more of you join that community. And together we can continue to change one life at a time. Wow. Um, I think that's, that's nice. It's nice that you actually are looking at um, the self-care tip because that's where, that's where it all starts. So mm-hmm. guys, let's make this a thing to take care of ourselves admit to ourselves and do the necessary work so definitely follow Aisha and yeah uh, let's 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 learn let's keep learning and let's teach others as well that's that's how we heal the world and heal ourselves that's true thank you once more for joining the talk hub girl I am looking forward to seeing all your work and yes all the best here too.